Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. I'm back. (laughs) And Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Alo, Eric's best friend. (laughs) Alo, Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have our Survivor Series review, but before we get to that, a couple things first. We got to get to a little business. First things, listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Derek and Russ. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, also known as Donzillion Jiu-Jitsu, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Don Stradamus, any number of nicknames. House of Don Cor. (laughs) Donnie Delaware. Ring of Donner, Donnie Delaware. (laughs) Yes, he's not doing a regular episode of The Perfect Edge this week. He's doing what he's calling The Perfect Pick, which he's basically doing his own throwback show. He told me... On Saturday, what it was, obviously, with all of the alcohol oh, getting thrown around. Show. It was a WCW show. I don't remember exactly It'll probably be the first one he ever watches. Yes, it'll be. <laughs> it'll be. Yeah, I'll make sure to give a review before watching. Yeah, that'll be that'll be released on Friday. Um, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, Alo, would you like to move some merchandise? Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can go to kyleandelbo.com and use, pro- pro- use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. And the November Wrestle Crate has expired, but if you want to get, in- get on to the December crate, you can go to wrestlecrate.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. The superstar, the special superstar item has not been chosen yet, but get to that first because the Bret Hart crate sold out pretty quickly. So look... So get ahead on the on the December creek. It's going to be a perfect Christmas gift for all your wrestling <laughs> yes. fans. Yes, it will be. Uh, before we get into any WWE stuff, we obviously had the icons of wrestling at the old ECW arena, House of Hardcore. I unfortunately didn't get to see the show. But icons, to anyone who stopped at our table, if you're a new listener because we just met you over the weekend, thank you for tuning in. It was great to meet everybody, talk to everybody. I felt like it was a little slower than usual which I felt like gave us a chance to actually have conversations with people. Felt like we did a better job of that this time than normal. Um, so, yeah, thank you to anybody who stopped and talked to us. Thank you to anybody who took a card and took the time to tune into the show. Um, I'm going to chime in and say thank you, Tommy Dreamer, for another <clears throat> phenomenal show. Yes, yeah, so we might as well. Well, we gave Terry Runnels a couple cigars. <laughs> I gave her the one I owed her from WrestleMania, and then I gave her one from meeting her at House of Hardcore. Uh, Brian Gerard James got his picture taken with his favorite podcast host, <laughs> also known as me. I don't know if we have that posted anywhere. We will get it posted somewhere soon if it's not. But uh, I don't know. I'm really happy for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brian tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, I only charged him 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad in the picture he was pointing at the logo to make he sure. Did. He did. He pointed <laughs> right at the Matt Madness logo because he's such a big fan of the his, show. His biggest smile all day. Like, how excited he was to get the chance to point at the Matt Madness logo. Yeah, he even, he even told Billy to sit down. This is for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billy wasn't even allowed in the picture. Those guys go back how long? He only wanted me in the picture. So, 
Yeah, so it was a, a fun, productive day at Icons. They're Alex. not obviously real best friends. Everyone, uh, me and my best friend, took a picture with. We did together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, clearly they're not. If anyone thought they were, now you know for a fact that they are not. But House of Hardcore, I wasn't in attendance. You guys might as well tell me and the listeners, how was this? Was this 35? 35, yes. Mm-hmm. House of Hardcore 35. How did, what did you think of it? I, I loved it. I, I was just saying right before we started, um, I know April earlier this year when the Hardys were there as um, the Raw Tag Champions. By the end of the show, um, the semi-main event with the Hardys against um, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer, that ending and then Sammy Callahan and Pentagon Jr. go out there and have arguably one of the most entertaining live matches I've ever seen. Um, I was like, okay, this is my fourth House Hardcore show. This is going to be the pinnacle of this. I'm going to keep going, but they're not going to outdo it. A um, few months back, without mentioning one advertised match, they still put on a great show. Again, I kind of had that stagnant feeling going into this. Where I was like, yeah, this is going to fall flat. This may have been the best house hardcore show I've been to. Um, there was almost two riots. Um, do, you, do you think there's any chance there was more energy in the room from the fans and the performers knowing that this was being broadcast live, or do you think probably not? A small. Did they small make a bit, deal yes. out of that? That it was on they, Twitch. Yes, they t- they talked about it also, and, and you know from being uh, to many house hardcore mm-hmm. shows, there's normally the um, there's multiple uh, awards up in the rafters yeah. hanging for uh, the twenty three hundred arena, ECW fans, the that arenas fans, hardcore legends. All of those were taken away. Any advertisements were taken away. It was pretty much just, I think there was a few Twitch logos in the area, mm. and it was House of Hardcore. They also had a new entranceway. They had a new Titantron, as opposed to everything they've had in the past. Um, they did make, they definitely did make a big deal of that, and I think there was two times in between matches where they cut the, the little 30-second um, commercial that Tommy oh, Dreamer okay. did for Twitch. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was wondering that, if that would add, like, a different energy to the room so i haven't really figured out the whole twitch thing i um so what tommy dreamer's doing right now there's an episode i probably released today he's doing um i want to say it's roughly about a 15 minute episode he's doing it every every week now uh or on wednesdays they release at somewhere around 8 or 9 p.m um he did it for the past two weeks to hype up this past saturday um the main match that was advertised is we got a first blood match which was the main event tommy dreamer versus joey mercury after um, Joey Mercury turned on Dreamer at the past House Hardcore, I think it was HOH 33, um, the last one at the ECW Arena a few months back. So they talked about that. There was a few little segments in the back, um, Billy and Tommy trying to hype up the event, um, Billy trying to plug a bunch of his uh, monikers from the WWE, and Tommy Dreamer cutting him off saying, you can't use that, you can't <laughs> WWE own that. So that was funny, and you yeah. know, if, to someone, if you're a fan of Billy Gunn, you get a good kick out of that, and if you're... You know, a lot of the independent wrestling fans, you know, that's something that's going on a lot of independent yeah. wrestling where someone that was affiliated with WWE can't use something that is Right, like you can't out. even use your actual last name. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they got, um, they did that, and some of the commercial that I was mentioning, advertising for Twitch, um, I've seen that the past two weeks on the, the House of Hardcore weekly episode. So, you know, that was cool, and then the show ended up great. There was actually one little thing, and I don't know how, what your feeling would have been. I was kind of wishing you would have been there for mm-hmm. this. So it was kind of weird. Uh, we were at the bar um, before the show started. I believe, you know, bell time's typically around 8, uh, yeah. 8 p.m. 
So it's like 7.45-ish. I'm looking at my phone. There's a few people sitting in their chairs, but by no means is this thing halfway filled yet. But there's no reason for it to be. You know, they've still got 15, 20 minutes right. till, till it starts. Um, I have a drink in my hand, and I look out. There's Tommy Dreamer in the ring and a few other people. I can't tell who it is, but mind you, you know where the bar is. Yeah. I'm, I'm far away. I'm talking about the newer bar. Mm-hmm. So I head back in, and Tim Storm, the current NWA champion, mm-hmm. is in the ring. Um, the NWA, Billy Corgan's filming this um, video series with the uh, on YouTube yeah. called 10 Pounds of Gold. So Tommy Dreamer basically cuts a promo with him civilly saying that he wants to be the next challenger for the NWA championship. Uh, the House of Hardcore is going to welcome anyone from any promotion. If the NWA wants to come, he's got love for Billy Corgan because of Billy Corgan being such an ECW fan. Right. Uh, New Japan, Ring of Honor, WWE. Basically names everything but Impact. Come on, House of Hardcore. You know, you, you, if you, you want to get in the ring, you can get in the ring. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I think it's just called wrestling. <laughs> Barely wrestling. But so I guess that's something cool. There's, you know, with uh, House of Hardcore coming back in just two months in January, maybe we get an NWA championship match. I guess they're going in the direction by the way it ended. We're going to see a three way on that. But hmm. House of Hardcore, again, definitely it was a good time. Yeah, Rumble Weekend, right? Yeah, the that icon, Friday night. Yeah, the icons list is they starting to stack up already. Like just confirmed with Mark Henry, Ron Simmons, Wow, Victoria's there. Damn, she- <laughs> <laughs> and we, that wasn't to Victoria. <laughs> yeah, the four horsemen, the four horsemen are already confirmed. Mm-hmm. So they're and that's just the beginning. So they still have some time to actually build that huh? event up. Yeah, that'll be it'll be a, a fun couple days it's for a stack hardcore and icons yeah. too. Five five day wrestling weekend now. Went from four to five. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a long a long weekend. Uh Alo, your thoughts on the show? Oh, it was it was great. It was better than the last time. Um I did like the whole new setup because it has like the like you know how the, um Raw has their Titan Tron thing. That's how House of Hardcore is set up now. It was a fun show. We got a couple surprises. Drunk prep was Active all night long. <laughs> Active, I love that. Especially when Matt Riddle came out because it was a complete shock. He wasn't advertised for the show at all. I know you were really upset that you that's didn't get to see my, my, Other than not being there with you guys, that's my gravest disappointment. Is I've been a fan of Matt Riddle since he was like an MMA fighter when he was on The Ultimate Fighter. He was like 20 years old or something like that. He just seemed like this like super nice, innocent kid. And he was actually a really good fighter. Then he ends up in pro wrestling, and I'm like, yo, this dude's going to be able to do this. And I've watched him a couple times in different promotions, and I'm just, like, so disappointed that I was not there for that. <laughs> Great surprise, which, again, if you were there, it was it's one of those things. Uh, Tommy Dreamer advertises any chance he gets. Yeah. There yeah. will be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had the best seat in the house. I had my best friend and my new best friend, Miss Two Fly. I'm, I'm so glad she married you, by the way. <laughs> She's pretty glad about that. Too. Yeah, she, she is fantastic. I loved, I loved it. It was such a good time, and there was almost a riot. Uh, Eric didn't really hit on that. There was literally almost a riot with Shane Douglas turning on Tommy Dreamer when Dreamer was getting attacked by Joey Mercury and Magnus, and the Bris- and actually the Briscoes come down and attack Tommy post Dreamer. Show. Post show, they attack. Tommy Dreamer and Salmon, who came out to help him, and that legit caused a riot. Like, security didn't know what to do. Like, people were legit throwing food and cans and water bottles all into the ring, even through chairs. Security Beers. didn't know. Sec- yeah, security and it didn't weren't know like what to do. empty cups. There was, you know, cups flying, cans flying, so it sounds liquid like the, flying out of them. It sounds like the closest House of Hardcore has gotten to capturing. The ECW energy. Yeah, Besides then, six five throwing a chair at the ring, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the thing is, 
after that, all that happened, Tommy Dreamer cut a promo saying, I oh, appreciate he's, you he's guys. He's a bloody mess. Yeah, he's a bloody mess saying, you guys show me so much love, you're ready to start, start a riot for me in this place. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It, I really enjoyed it. Oh, and, MV, and Montel did not forget about his love, 6'5". <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they kissed for real. <laughs> they kissed time. for real last time, then he blows 6'5", a kiss yeah. this time. I guess he felt like he can't. He can't walk up and just kiss him anytime he wants. <laughs> so he did it from a distance, which is probably a smart move. Oh man, it, it was such a good time. I I say it every time before there's a House Hardcore event. I say it on the show. It, or if House Hardcore is coming to your town and you're not in the Philadelphia area, they're coming to your town. Go attend it. You won't be disappointed. If you know they're coming to Philly, watch it on Twitch live. It's going to be good. Yeah, it is. Um, so Survivor Series. My, I forgot that happened. Yeah, my first takeaway is they really need to do away with guys who wear trunks wearing T-shirts as well. <laughs> because it just looks like they're wearing giant onesies. <laughs> and not the Matt Madness kind. If there were somebody, wa- if Finn Balor walked out wearing a Matt Madness onesie, fine. But it looked like he was out there wearing a red onesie uh, on Sunday night. I just think it's a bad look. I think they need to get away from it. Or at least you think that day of all days he would have stuck with his black trunks. You would, you would think. Uh, but he clearly did not. So, Alo, do you want to refresh our listeners' memories, or if we have any new listeners, let them know what our rating system is for pay-per-views? Yes, it was a horrible show. It's a job for false home middle. It's a slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show. It's a showstopper. So who wants to go first? I'll go first because okay. my rating is – somebody's going to want to hear this. Okay. So <laughs> – I wonder who. Snap. This, is a, this was – a good weekend for wrestling. We can't we can't deny it. Um, we had House of Hardcore Saturday, so we watched NXT late, and that was fantastic. Well, I'm sure we'll probably discuss that a little bit later. And Survivor Series was actually really good. I'm going to give Survivor Series a high slobber knocker. Hmm. I, I hated the 50-50 booking, but they made all those matches have a big match feel. Like I like I loved the whole... 3D render thing, not 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 the matchup screen, but the 3D render. Like, okay, this is up yeah. next. I did like that. They gave all these champion versus champion matches like a big match feel. Like they actually made them all mean something, and they all actually delivered. They were all very competitive matches. The women's title, women's match was great. The tag team match was great. The Shield versus New Day is up there on the match of the year board. At, at, I thought that was fantastic. AJ Brock match of the year pro- probably on the board probably. Everything meant something on this card. But the reason I'm giving it a high slobber knocker is because that main event was horrible. It, it was. It was so bad. And new listeners, loyal listeners, you guys mm. all know that Triple H is number one on my Mount Rushmore. Mm. I love the guy. There's, either you love him or you just legit hate him. And when you legit hate him, you complain about every little thing he does. And it feels like that's directed towards one person. Whatever. <laughs> And if he does things, you just complain and you don't try to find why. And that's why I, when it comes to wrestling, I always try to find why. Whether I agree or not, I agree or disagree. I'll, let the, I'll just look. I'll be like, okay, but I see where you're going. But <laughs> you guys will appreciate this. <clears throat> if that was not the most egotistical thing I have ever seen in my life, and the fact, like, it's already like I already know what they, how Triple H well what the Triple H try to do, tries to do. It's like when he wrestles, like he tries they try to make it like make it look like a big deal. Yeah. And like Laugh said, oh well, he wasn't on SmackDown. Yeah, I know that. But also 
just to be picky, he's the only one not wearing a raw shirt. He's mm-hmm. wearing his shirt that's red. That's just that's just being picky. Mm-hmm. But first of all, he has to get the pinfall victory, yeah. of course. And then the thing that nobody's really talking about is he has real life heat with Shane, and he has to pedigree Shane mm-hmm. and pin <laughs> Shane and embarrass him on television just to make himself look good and get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about that. And it's coming from a guy who loves Triple H. Yeah. And that was like the most, and like after the match, he's just smiling. I'm like, you know, Hunter, you know what you did, Paul. Paul, you know what you did. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. And this is coming from me. Like, I can't defend that. I can't at all. And I like what they did with Strowman or whatever, because it's, Strowman's actually like going to get kind of get elevated by this. Because it's like he's going to be kind of going against the boss. He's like probably the next guy that's going to go against the authority or whatever. Cross the boss. Yeah, but the problem is, this is going to be the problem. Whenever Vince does step down, this is what's going to be the problem. The problem is going to be, for example, when Vince would face people, it was legit. Well, it wasn't legit, but when he won, you'd be mad because Vince wasn't a wrestler. He had no credentials. Mm -hmm. Triple H is a wrestler. He has credentials. So he can't go out there and lose every time he wrestles. Because he has legit credentials. He's a legit wrestler, unlike Vince. So whenever Triple H does take over, and if, and if he's like the new boss character on television, that's going to be a problem down the road because he's not going to want to lose every match because he's a, like a legit wrestler. And mm-hmm. that's the booking problem they have going forward. And even when he's 55 years old, he's still in fantastic shape, and I'm still sure he'll be able to go with the best of them. But that's my concern going down the road when it comes to Triple H. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Eck, your your rating? Let me give it a slobber knocker. Um I I don't know I didn't overly hate the uh the main event. Um top to bottom on the card, I thought I was entertained by the majority of the matches. Um it, to be extremely picky, there was stuff I just kinda wanted to go different way. Obviously it was you expected Hunter to turn on angle at some point. Um I almost thought it would have been cool if Triple H was okay. Is he gonna align himself with Shane? I thought it would have been cool if, like, you know, they kind of teased it for a second. What if he stayed there next to Shane and the two of them went at Braun and then they, you know, got got Braun pinned and then he let himself get pinned by Shane. Yeah. You know, they could let you think that for a second and it's cool. It's like, oh, okay, well, you think that for one second, you see what happens. Um, I'm a fan of Triple H as well, just like my best friend. Um, but this again, he he nails it on the head. Extremely <laughs> egotistical, um, and to nitpick, I mean, a lot of people talk about the guys who were captains last year. You know, Kevin Owens was the captain of Raw last year, and now he's on the kickoff. He was a Universal Champion, and he's on the kickoff in a tag match. Shane McMahon was on the team last year, and he was the first person eliminated, and now he lasts. You know, little stuff like that. While I'm watching it, you know, overall that bothers me. Um, the thing why I don't really hate the matches, you did get, whether it be a stare down or you got to see them lock up for three minutes or so, you got to see a lot of, you know, dream scenarios, Nakamura and Hunter, uh, Hunter and Bobby Roode, Balor and Orton, uh, Balor and Cena, and the list goes on and on. Uh, a big nitpick, I mean, and a lot of people are complaining about this. Uh, this is definitely for the Elite Collector <laughs> 215. What, 
what the hell was the point of bringing Cena back? Cena comes back, oh, and thank you. What w- what did we get out of this? So he's a free agent. He pops up on SmackDown. He doesn't really cut no promo uh, or having to do with anything. They squeeze some promo from last year into the vignette for it about him repping for SmackDown against Raw. He goes out there and he's you know the second or th- I believe the third person eliminated. Yeah. So. Again, pointless there. And then do we see him next week on SmackDown? No. So. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> Two dollars. John Cena was more was just as irrelevant in nothing as Stephen Wolf was in Ju- Justice League. <laughs> That's saying something because I know you felt he was irrelevant. I, I was like, wh- why are you here? Like, like you had no impact with... I'm sure. Well, I'll let you go because I'm sure we'll break that match down mm-hmm. in a minute. So you go ahead. Yeah, I'm on the strength of like the actual matches and the talent involved. I'm giving it a slobber knocker. I was almost tempted to give it a jobber because I just think they're way too lazy with their storytelling. I was like, ah, that's too harsh because I did enjoy mm-hmm. most of the matches. But I, I do also got to agree with my, my best friend for a minute. One thing that was extremely annoying. The 50-50 booking. I mean, we talked about it, and I know you guys got into it last week again on a, a great episode. Um, talked about the chances of it being 50-50 booking. And when SmackDown, or, I'm sorry, when Raw was up 2-0, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a blowout. SmackDown's going to win two matches. Maybe AJ's going to win, and that would be like, you know, the thing that people would be talking about. Mm-hmm. If he could win, and then I was like, oh, you know what, Corbin's going to beat The Miz. And that's it. They're gonna be, they're gonna win two singles matches and then oh I'm sorry I, I actually wasn't even thinking that I was actually thinking the Usos I was thinking the Usos and Styles would be the two and then it could be a blowout um, definitely something to complain about with the fifty fifty booking yeah the the fifty fifty booking to me was lazy like in a in the NBA Finals or in the World Series when a team is down three two and comes back and wins four games to three in Game Seven that's exciting when it's written that way <laughs> that's not exciting. Another thing also annoying about that, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, around Mania when there's, quote-unquote, multiple main events. It's a a three-main event show. You get, for example, you get a championship match, and then there's a filler match, and then you get, you know, the match that goes on last. This would have almost made more sense if they would have gave us Brock and Styles and then put on maybe the mid-card champions, or at least the women go at it, because when it's the second-to-last match and they're going out there, you're like, oh, okay, they're Brock, you know, SmackDown's up one, Brock's going to win and tie it up. Yeah. It was a dead giveaway, and that that is something, I mean, I'm watching the match, and I was like, there's no hope. Too bad. Yeah. This is a shame. Yeah, my feeling is, if they want to tell, one of the things we praised last year was in in the elimination matches, they set up storylines for each show going forward, like within those matches. They didn't do really do that this year with the exception yeah. of Angle and Triple H, which was already started. Uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe was already started. Um, to me, if they wanted to tell an interesting story going forward, it would have been let Raw blow out SmackDown. Now we already knew Daniel Bryan was upset with Shane. It gives them even more tension between the two of them, like Shane – puts Raw under siege and all this stuff. Daniel wasn't happy with it. Now they get killed on Survivor Series. Now there's even more heat between the two of them. 
but instead it's like, okay, oh, Raw wins two, then SmackDown wins three, and then Raw wins two. It's like that, to me, that that part of the storytelling was not compelling. It wasn't interesting. And yes, I didn't like going into AJ and Brock knowing for sure, I already know now who's going to win the next two matches based on the way the first five went. Uh, the matches were good, though, so I'm not going to be too overly critical. I just think they're they're too lazy with their writing. They're too lazy with their storytelling. I'm kind of tired of that. They didn't do anything on Sunday to make me any more willing to want to pay money to go see WrestleMania. Like, they're just not doing it. I'm definitely not buying a ticket for the Royal Rumble because they don't deserve it. Um, I'll watch it on the network. They do enough to make the network worth it. But they're just not doing enough to make me feel like I need to spend any extra money on them. Uh, we might as well start, though, with what I think is could very well be the match of the year. Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, champion versus champion. I had maybe this is because my expectations were low. I thought this match was incredible. It was. Um, even with like the disappointment of like, well, I already know definitely who's going to win. It was awesome. AJ Styles has earned the nickname of the phenomenal one because he's unreal. Best singles match Brock has had in years, I think. Without a doubt. And it's just like what we said when AJ just won the title back from Jinder. He gave Jinder Mahal his best match ever. Even, you know, Jinder Mahal, that was the strongest he ever looked. AJ bumped all over the place, wins the WWE Championship. It's more proof AJ Styles is, if not the best wrestler in the world, at least the best wrestler active in WWE. He goes out there with Brock. Brock last year had a match under two minutes. This year he has a 15-minute match. It's his longest singles match in over two years. And it made Brock look strong. Brock was actually even generous and made AJ look strong. Mm -hmm. I'm, he really sold for AJ. I'm not going to change how I feel about it. I'm not going to ultimately say it's um, going to be one of my contenders for mm-hmm. match of the year. I'm, I started seeing feedback right after the match, people praising it, Heyman praising it, people on social media raving about the match. I, I was harsh watching it because I was just like, this blows that there's no chance AJ is going to win. Uh, it ended, and I... I rewatched it back, and I didn't get to. I paid probably the same amount of attention that I paid to it initially, and it it's just it was just a bummer because it was too obvious. Yeah, I, I really think expectations play such a role in it. Like if you go into a pay per view thinking this is going to be incredible, there's a high likelihood it's going to disappoint you. If you go in thinking it's going to suck, there's a good likelihood that it's going to be a pleasant surprise, and you'll like it more than you will, maybe more than you it will was. hate this comparison, but it's kind of like. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 <laughs> could have could have put on the best match of both of their careers, and it wouldn't have mattered because the crowd hated that. Everyone yeah. hated that. So it's just one of those things. You're going into watching that, uh, Styles is about to get eaten alive. Yeah, for me, and I said this last week, I want there to be a moment where AJ could believably win. And we got that. Yeah. Like, we got it. It ended pretty much the way you, you thought it would end. Um, so what were your thoughts, Ayla? Well, Brian Gerard James listened to him playing ride <laughs> from Philly to Houston. Was too nervous to ask us for any input when he saw us on Saturday. Yeah, yeah so he, so he, I, he had I think a, he was uh, talking to Donovan about it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, so he had to get his dose of Matt Manners before he flew, he, flew, he flew back to Houston. But, yeah, um, I, came, I said that that was probably going to be the ending spot. I said AJ would get an opportunity to win because that's, that's how you have to have it. You can't have it. You, you can't, especially with the way they 
presented it with SmackDown being up 3-2. You have to have it look like Brock is legit on the ropes. And this is a dream match I'm sure a lot of us did have of AJ versus Brock. This match is on the match of the year board. And I said, as long as this match is fast-paced, it could still be under 10 minutes. Just be fast-paced. We talked, When we did throwback, we have Brock versus Big Show. Best six-minute match ever. I'm not sure what this clocked in at, but this was... Pro- I think it was roughly around 15. Really? Was it that long? Well, that, that's it's what I've read impressive. everywhere. Okay, well, good for Brock. But <laughs> this match was fantastic. They made AJ look viable. Even Heyman could not, couldn't believe half the stuff that AJ was doing. And like I said, I love the fact that they gave AJ a, they made a, they, they made it look like AJ had a legit shot to win this match. And I wish he did win, but he didn't. But he went out in a blaze of glory. He did. I, I, to me, that was like the best case scenario i was pretty sure he wasn't going to win so they at least one he took a savage beating yeah because i can't say that he made brock look like a million bucks because those all those shots that brock threw him are legit could be legit shoot yeah because you know brock's well, the way elite well and i get it, it could be legit but it, the way he sells those suplexes was insane mm-hmm. the I one mean, when he basically went from from, like, one end of the ring to the complete other end of the ring. And I thought he broke his neck at least twice. Me too. And there was one where, on the German suplex, he flipped completely over and landed on his stomach. And I, for two seconds, I thought he was going to land flat on his head. But, yeah, he sold. It was 15 and a half minutes. I just looked okay. it up. So that was a long match. They gave us our money's worth on that one. It exceeded what I expected. I thought AJ got to look really good in defeat. And then Heyman puts him over, like, gold in... A promo on, I guess, .com afterwards. He does. Now, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead for two seconds to SmackDown. Styles obviously mentioned something about, you know, if he sees him down the mm-hmm. road or he ever wants to have a match with him again, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. In the sequel, Rocky won. The, the great thing about this, or at least what I think, Heyman always says if Brock has a match, he comes out there whenever they come out for their promo. His job is to sell you or in the match. Well, it's, that was the first time ever, Brock versus AJ. Braun versus Brock was the first time ever, and that would have been Brock's biggest win. And it would have been for the title. It would have been his first title. It would have been huge, but if that were to happen again, it would be great that he wins the title, but the momentum, in my opinion, would not be there. Samoa Joe, who is red hot as not only a veteran and established monster, and this would have been a huge win for him, but I'm not so excited if I were to see it again because is he going to beat him? Maybe not. And if he does, why didn't he beat him the first time? Right now, if AJ were to ever face Brock again, I'm excited because you're already thinking in your head, he's got a chance. I mean, the, the most exciting thing I think about this is obviously the is Roman versus Brock at Mania. No one's looking forward to that. We've already seen that match. Boo-hoo. <laughs> the only match one-on-one, unless it's from someone from Brock's first run with WWE that you may want to re-see again, the only person that is from you know the 2012 um, to current day run that I would want to see again would be him and Styles. Yeah, well, we got basically the official word that Jinder and AJ have their rematch at Clash of Champions. Uh, the Sings come down to attack AJ. AJ dispatches of them. The whole time, Jinder is on the big screen. Not super looking forward to that match, but it's kind of inevitable. I'm hoping that AJ holds on to the belt because I just don't see any reason to put it back on Jinder at this point. I agree. Um, Alo, any more thoughts on AJ and Brock? 
I'll love to see it again. No, oh, it would be great if they did it again. My only nitpick from the match was that Brock was supposed to have hurt his knee on the turnbuckle, <laughs> which everybody knows is padding. Like, it, it, it's, it's just silly that he would have hurt his knee on the, on the turnbuckle. Maybe if AJ ran it, just ran his knee into the steps the first time, but to pretend like he got a knee injury from the turnbuckle I thought was kind of stupid. Um, Team Raw, we kind of talked about it already, defeated Team SmackDown. I thought it was too predictable. I don't think Kurt Angle should wrestle anymore. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I thought he looked pretty bad, um, and I'm just worried he's going to get himself hurt. Uh, I honestly don't know if Hunter should wrestle anymore. I don't know. I guess it has to be, like, the absolute right thing. I don't know if Kurt Angle is the right thing. Um, the highlight of this match for me was Cena popping for Nakamura and Finn getting into the <laughs> ring at the same time. Other than that, there was not really anything I liked about this. Even Owens and Zayn running in, like, didn't really impact the match. They yeah, kind of got dispatched of, and it really didn't... And Shane didn't got that... Play, it didn't play into the outcome. The the four to f- the full SmackDown roster superplexing um, suplexing Braun through the table, I guess, was an okay spot. Yeah, the most annoying part of the match was Michael Cole calling Shinsuke Nakamura Shin. That annoyed the hell out of me. And... I was at least happy that Strowman was standing tall in the end. Alo, how about um, Cole calling Triple H the wife of Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay, that was good. Uh, any other thoughts anyone has on this match? Last year's was better. Definitely. This was so bad. Like, I I knew this wasn't going to be like last year's match, but like we said, we said Team Raw held an intrigue and. Team SmackDown, like, they were just there. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura is nothing. Bobby Roode's nothing. Randy Orton's nothing. It, Cena, why are you there? Nothing, too. It, nothing. Like, it was so bad. Like, you didn't care about anything happening. The only thing you probably popped for was fitting Nakamura in the ring. And then even, like, when Triple H met his doppelganger from, or, his, <laughs> or his Earth 2 clone. Yeah. It was funny for a second, but because you would never see it. But this was so bad. And the only good thing was that Shane got his comeuppance because he initi- he initiated all this. And that was the only best part. Do I, do I like the way he got his comeuppance? No, but he did. But he did get what was coming to him because he did start hashtag under siege. Yeah, yeah. He got he got what he deserved after all that. Um, on Raw. We now have the seeds not even planted. They're starting to bloom between uh, Triple H, Angle, and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan wants a piece of Triple H. Angle says he's gonna he'll quit his job to get his hands on Hunter if he ever touches him again. Um, Braun Strowman comes out because I who was it that said nobody in that locker room? I don't even remember what happened that that Braun came out. The Triple H, I believe H, Triple H said nobody in that locker room wants a piece of me. Right. And then Braun comes out because obviously he wants a piece of Triple H. Scares Triple H right out of the ring. And then Stephanie says, okay, Jordan, you want to fight so bad? You're going to fight Braun Strowman. And immediately Jason Jordan is not 100% healthy anymore. Um, that I actually thought was pretty fun. I did too. <laughs> because now he's being like a weasel. Yeah, heel. Um, I'm enjoying him more. I'm probably going to be the only one. Like I'm, I know he's not good at acting, but... You know, when he's, like, borderline trying to – he's trying to get himself to weep, mm-hmm. I get a kick out of it. <laughs> you get a cheap pop out of it. 
Definitely. <laughs> um, Strowman ends up having his match with Jordan, but Kane, again, He's for back. whatever reason, comes back. And, uh, like, I I hate Raw. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? You really you missed doing? out coming to House of Hardcore. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, God. That was the most enjoyable wrestling I had all weekend. <laughs> like, Including Monday I and Tuesday. I see Kane come out, and I'm just like, what? Like Laugh would say, has said before. Like, why, am why, why am I watching, watching this? <laughs> what am I doing that's, in my life? Yeah, that's it. Just really annoys the hell out of me. Like, there's no no need for Kane. Um, I just really don't get it. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe beat Finn. That was kind of everything that came out of Survivor Series into Raw. Anybody with any thoughts on any of the stuff that happened with any of those guys on Raw? I like Jason Jordan's weaseling. I yeah. did like that because that's starting to build that heel turn. And I didn't like Kurt Angle. He came out tough getting it on Triple H's face, but that was it. He didn't have an edge the rest of the night. Like, where, where all that anger go? Yeah, so. like, I did enjoy he at least questioned Jordan. He's like, oh, well, you know, should I really be facing Braun Strowman? I'm not even 100%. He's like, well, wait a minute. You said you were 100%. I like this aspect. Um, it's at least, like you said, it, it's funny. And... I'm assuming we'll get even more of that next week. Um, Finn Balor allegedly law. He was supposed to have a match with Lesnar at the Rumble. Apparently, they're not doing that anymore. Um, what do you guys think of that? Kind of Balor Club him. is over. <laughs> I think it kind of protects him because you have to assume he'll bring the demon out. You know, also, yeah, it protects the fact that he would be losing another match. <laughs> yeah, at least we don't. Uh, I get it. You get. These younger guys in certain matches, when Cena had the open challenge, he made younger guys look good. Brock has a match against Joe, and Joe looks good even though he loses. He has a match against Strowman. He looks good even though he loses. I'm tired of seeing these guys that should be winning. They should be making strides to the top, and they lose against part-timers. I'm tired of seeing that. Yeah. So if, if if he's not going to be winning the Universal Championship for the second time, I don't want him. You'd rather Brock. just see him. Kept I don't want him anywhere near Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, on SmackDown, Shane wants to fire Owens and Zayn. Yep. Daniel Bryan prevents it, puts them in a lumberjack match against the New Day. Yep. Too. We had Owens and Zayn sucking up to the SmackDown roster the rest oh. of the night. Uh, I love that they found a way to get Rusev and Aiden English to buy into it. <laughs> yep. The cheapest pan- pandering that would even make me blush. <laughs> I love the new Rusev they saw. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and like the fact that R- Rusev was just eating up Aiden English singing was great. It is. They won over Aiden English by Sami Zayn telling him, like, you have a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so this this version of Sami Zayn is incredible. He's so <laughs> annoying. It is awesome. His entrance is must-see television. Every yeah, week. Like hopping out from the back. Because always something ridiculous. Like, I thought Survivor Series was great, but what he did on SmackDown was even great. Like, everything Shane would say, he'd be like, check, check one, check so, two. So, my kind of complaint, and I understand why they do it to an extent, you know, we'll get it to it. Obviously, there's something that happens on Raw that SmackDown basically duplicates the same thing, and they don't necessarily say it, but it's the exact same thing. So if that's the way it is, you're telling me The Shield beats The New Day at Survivor Series, and The Shield's rewarded by a member getting an Intercontinental Championship match. So Sami Zayn 
And Kevin Owens beat the New Day, so I guess next week Sami Zayn deserves a shot for the United <laughs> States Championship. That by well, if there was any logic, yes. If there if there was logic, that would make sense. Yes, <laughs> if that, I mean that's exactly how they do everything, and this is something that would be cool, but they're not going to do it. Do you know what we'll decide if that happens on SmackDown or not? I'll text Brian. If we say that it should happen, it will happen. If we say that it shouldn't, it won't. I think it should happen. <laughs> um. Owens and Zayn win over Rusev and Aiden English. They then defeated the New Day in the Lumberjack match after the Lumberjacks all brawled with each other. Sammy gets the cheap roll-up. Kevin Owens bolts out of there, and Sammy Zayn is left to get destroyed by the New Day. Begs Kevin Owens begs Daniel Bryan not to fire them. He says, I was never going to fire you guys. You have a match with Randy Orton next week. And he was very thankful to still have his job. But Sami Zayn was left out there on his own, similar to some things that happened to Chris Jericho once upon a time. Um, Is this going to cause tension between Sami and Kevin? Is it too soon for us to see that? It it should be. It is too soon. And it's too soon for it to happen, but... Is it, is it I, I, going to happen? That's <laughs> what I'm asking. I think we'll, we'll see a, a promo in the back. There will be some sketch, some segment, and they will, you know, Sammy will confront him and say, why'd you do that? But I don't think we're going to get much more. Yeah, Hello? I think you'll see something backstage of Kevin Owens saying, hey, Sammy, I was trying to save our jobs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's all I was saying. And Sammy's saying he'll be gullible. That was like, preventing us from getting fired. Yeah, which he kind of was. He's not, He's, he's kind of telling the truth there. But yeah, he Sammy, did run back there solely for that reason. Yeah, Sammy did take the beating, though. But that's all you'll, pro- that's all you'll probably get. But I'm more interested in this new Daniel Bryan because he seemed way more serious. Even when we'll get to this in a little bit when um, Shane said, oh, you brought in some women from NXT. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, then yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, and then like just walking backstage, I know it was a couple shots and walking backstage, he's had like a this straight kind of mean mug face on. Very yeah, very me, devious. Yeah, because prep text me, heel turns like yeah, it's coming. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know how they'll play that off with him being Shane. You did notice that Shane did leave earlier in the, earlier that night, so I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with Daniel Bryan. Shane I do think left. He, yeah, Shane left, assuming Daniel Bryan was gonna fire them after the match was over. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're gonna see some. Confrontation but with is that it a actually. Daniel Bryan heel turn, or are we going to have Shane McMahon be a heel and Daniel Bryan is the one standing up I would Shane anticipate McMahon. it being Shane, but it, you know, obviously from that last week you could expect a bunch of different things. Yeah, I think it would be Daniel because, remember, Shane's the one who went under siege and Bryan didn't agree with it. So now, even with the whole NXT women thing, Shane didn't agree that. That was all, on Dan- all Daniel Bryan. So I think Daniel Bryan will be the one to actually turn heel, quote-unquote. And I'm tired of Shane McMahon. I, re- I really <laughs> am. <laughs> Like I, like like Laugh said last week, SmackDown is because when SmackDown was good, it wasn't about Shane. But for the last two three months, SmackDown has been all about Shane, mm-hmm. and I get annoyed when I see his the way he wears his Jordan ones. I get annoyed. <laughs> We're I, getting close to WrestleMania season, yeah. so now it's all gonna Raw is gonna be about Stephanie and Triple H, and SmackDown is gonna be about Shane. Yes, well, I'll be honest. In my opinion, you guys. I will think this for farther back. You guys may not agree with this. SmackDown has not been good for a long period to me. I mean, there's, oh, again, yeah. the, the there's tag, good weeks. Ta- tag division's always usually hot, and you get, give that credit mainly to the Usos, but, I, again, I get it's the, the, the shorter show, 
between Monday and Tuesday, but it falls flat, and I find myself fast-forwarding a lot more there than I fast-forward on Raw. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't don't feel that way. Because <laughs> if, if Enzo's on the screen, I'm automatically fast-forwarding. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're, you're right. It has Maybe it's because I normally eat during Raw, so I let some of the matches play out or run back to the kitchen, but <laughs> I, there's definitely a lot of stuff getting fast-forwarded on SmackDown. I mean, I find myself, most of the time, the match main events I'm not caring about. I'm fast-forwarding halfway through. And, okay, let's see the climax. Yeah, did anybody else enjoy Xavier Woods in the flannel? Yes. As a lumberjack, as much as I did. Yes, I want one. <laughs> Captain Jack, what would they call him? I or forget what, he what it was. I don't remember. It was like the Ace Jack. I forget what it was, but basically he was like the top lumberjack of the bunch. Um, yeah, I'm expecting to see more of a rift between Daniel and Shane next week on SmackDown. Uh, we might as well run through three Survivor Series matches because these kind of all intersected with each other on the shows the following two nights. The Shield beat the New Day. Uh, did you guys think that match lived up to the hype? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was great. Also on the board. Yeah, it was awesome. Great weekend for wrestling. Arguably, that was the main event of the or the match of the night. Arguably, I understand. I know which way you'd go, but um, I don't. I don't know. I, it, for me, those two are neck and neck. Yeah, like, it's I, like I'm not really a wrong answer. Because I don't. I don't know if I said it this way, and if I did, it was no, a mistake. It, there is. If you go with Brock and AJ, that's the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I if I said it this way or not. I do. I don't think AJ and Brock was the match of the year. I think it's like in the conversation. But I didn't walk away from that thinking that's the best match I've seen all year. So it's up there, and I think this was up there too. I thought this match was great. Can I just say, I said this on Twitter. I'll say it here now. If you were tweeting or if you were chanting, you still suck at Roman Reigns when he got into the ring, and then five minutes later you're retweeting this or you're chanting, this is awesome, <laughs> like you're a loser. Idiot. Yeah. Shut your mouth. If you want to chant that, Find me wherever I am and chant it in front of me, and I will shut your mouth up right there. I, <laughs> my best friend was talking earlier, and then I forgot to bring this back up. Uh, quick sidetrack. One of the greatest things about Drunk Prep from <laughs> House of Hardcore. So when Drunk Prep goes to an independent wrestling show, he boos everyone he likes. You. You would have had a hard time tolerating him when Austin Aries Oh, came. yes. <laughs> I, this is a family-friendly show, mm-hmm. so I will not repeat what he okay. said, but he did not stop. And <laughs> he, he, gave, he gave Aries a new one, and Prep was sitting directly behind me. I mean, there was time Aries going through his promo, and I can't hear a word he's saying because Prep is up and down, in and out of his seat, and losing it. It was great. It was hilarious. Is he anti-Aries? No, this is, this, is, this is his gimmick. If he likes you and you're at, like, I think he may have drew, drew the line with Matt Riddle and he didn't boo him, but anyone else he liked, <laughs> he booed them. At Ring of Honor, he booed the Young Bucks. He's the first person in a group text. New being the elite just released. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would have had trouble tolerating it. Yes. <laughs> you, yes. You would have been vintage Red Pash. Um, I think you would have done one of those slow neck turns and just given him an eye. <laughs> you might have. I, I turned it around at one point, and there was a, a word in there I'm not going to use, but I told him to please shut up. Um, b- but it wasn't like it was once or twice. It, there was a guy right next to us who was 
avidly chanting the whole time. There was a guy two rows behind us who was right behind prep, and he was one of the loudest people in there the whole night. And then, so at this point, you know, halfway through Aries' promo, a lot of people in there had no patience for him. And prep, <laughs> prep may have been leading the band. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> The thing, and the best part, but the things Prep was chanting, we all we all know Prep's shoot job, and the fact that Aries is a vegan. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a lot of the heat, and that's what made it so perfect. I though. guess for a meat cutter, that's for a meat cutter, going against a vegan was fantastic. <laughs> yes, and. Again, there's even more to it that makes it even more fun. I never put those pieces together until just now. And it, it you just crystallized the whole thing for me. It, it, does, it doesn't even explain it as good as it was, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Too good. Um, so we all agree, Shield and New Day. Awesome. And, and if you did boo Roman, if you did boo him before the match, during the match, or after the match... They gave you a gift on Raw the next night they for did. booing him. They did. Good, good did. work. There was a picture of somebody. Be silent or cheer the man. <laughs> we'll get to. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But that match was fantastic. Match of the year contender as well. I thought it took a while for it to get going, but I thought all the false finishes were great. Everybody looked good. And the uh, new. And the I'm new glad day, the time it got. They, the new day looked great. Yeah, they looked great, mm-hmm. but they lose nothing from this. No. Know. Well, they they really are at that point where they've had so many title reigns. They've been so popular for so long that losing a match is not going to affect them. It's not like, like I don't want to get into a long thing about Enzo and Cass, but like that's what happened to them. They never won a title. They viewed them as like, oh, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. And like at a certain point, people got tired of them because they're never oh, going to win. They're clearly not that good. They're never going to win anything. Um, so I don't think the New Day is going to be affected negatively by losing any matches at this point. But yeah, I, I agree. I thought everybody looked great in that match. I thought the match was awesome. It lived up to the hype. Uh, anybody have anything good to say about Corbin beating The Miz? Yes. How'd you like that? <laughs> that match was bizarre. Like, I didn't know how to feel because they had Corbin and Maurice's face, but then The Miz Taraj would get involved in a match. You just didn't know who, how to feel. Axel's redneck brace was the highlight <laughs> of this match for me. And the Miz was carrying it. It's just, it, it was real a bizarre feeling because you didn't know who to root for. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I was not a fan of this match. Um, cool result. <laughs> Usos versus the Bar. Did this live up to the hype? Yep. Yeah. Did anyone want to see with, the with Bar the minimal, win? With the minimal amount of hype, I, I did not. I wanted the Usos to win. They're a more established, uh, long-term tag team. Um, this is obviously their stronger run. This is their better character. They lost a lot of marquee matches when they were strong baby faces. Every win now helps them. Wins are important for them. Um, there are people that have tag teams that have not been together as long and are somewhat viewed as stronger. Uh, they definitely needed to win this, and similar to Corbin against Miz for a different reason. But this was one of the matches I, one of the few matches I was actually pooling for SmackDown. Yeah, Alo. Yeah, I like. I did enjoy this match. I'm glad the Usos won. Like Eric said, they're the kind of the more sta- not they, both t- both teams are legitimate, but they're the the more superior team in my opinion. I I, I won a little bit more, but I did 
like I did like what these two teams did. I did like the, the contrast and styles, and the bar did dominate this match. And I'm glad the Usos did actually get this victory. But nothing much noteworthy really happened. But it was a very solid match. Yeah, I thought this match was was great. Again, tag team. I don't. I wouldn't say it's like a. Uh, like a golden age of tag team wrestling, but it's definitely like a renaissance of tag team wrestling. It's not that there's a ton of great tag teams, but the tag teams that are good are like really, really good. It is certainly better than when you and I started rewatching <laughs> WWE content. It definitely is. It's what? better than the real Americans. I'll say that. You didn't like Air Boom? <laughs> it, that was obvious. Sadly, that didn't live as long as it should have. And there was a point where that was the only tag team, really. Well, they were trying to make a renaissance in tag team wrestling, which I, I appreciate at that time. Because there's nothing worse than Curtis Axel and David Otunk as your tag team <laughs> champions. But another thing about that match was we have to find out what they're – well, I think WWE has to find out what they're doing with the Usos. Are they face or are they heel? They, they played the face role in this match, but even on SmackDown – they're still up in the air because they're even being portrayed as faces, and Gable and jo- Gable and Benjamin are being portrayed as the heels. So they kind of got to find their way with the Usos and find out what they want to do. I think it's kind of one of those things where they're kind of naturally over, so you can't can't help but um, and they got to be baby faces because also after the New Day lost to the Shield, they came and gave them respect. Said you know you guys, you know, no- nothing wrong with that. Great match. And then they went out there and they said, we're going to put this one on for SmackDown. So they're definitely baby faces going forward. Hmm, that's interesting. Because they're, like, their personalities, for the most part, when they're cutting promos, hasn't changed. I guess we'll see. Like We'll see in the coming weeks if that change has happened. Uh, on Raw, as you mentioned, Eck, Roman Reigns, he said, like, the one championship he hasn't held... He wanted a shot at the Miz's Intercontinental Championship. He wins the Intercontinental Championship... I thought it was awesome. I was happy that he won it. I'm going to be happy seeing him walk out on Raw next Monday with it. Um, (laughs) The week after that and the week uh after that. I just hope he does much better with this than he did with the United States Championship. Me too. I I hope so too. Well, I'm not sure if this is really real or not because I haven't like done my homework on it. Yeah, the the open challenge thing. What did you see? That he's doing an intercontinental open challenge. I love it. It's so good already. Yeah, I, I think that's Rody, what should, that's what they should. Brian, do. if you're listening, man, that's a good idea. This is a little bit of a shout out to uh, someone I'll probably invite onto the show a little t- later tonight. But I don't want to see Roman defend it once, not <laughs> twice, not three times, not four, not five, not six, not seven. I want to see Roman defending this thing for a while. I kind of want him to go into WrestleMania as the Intercontinental Champion and win the and fight title. Brock. I, I thought that too for a second, and then I was like, I don't see them doing. I want to see the. I will love. I want to see, I want to see a title have, versus title. Yeah, I want to see the the Shield have all have titles. I want to see Dean and Seth have the tag titles. I want to see Roman have the Intercontinental title, and I want him to win the Universal title. That night. and then the next night, Dean and Seth turn on him, and they take both titles. <laughs> Can you imagine? Twenty twenty eighteen is already on fire. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that he won it, uh, and poor Curtis Axel. At the end of that Miz TV segment, he really he's doing a phenomenal <laughs> job of playing just like this pathetic guy. I really enjoy it. <laughs> oh God, so good! I love Chris. <laughs> like, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very good at being pathetic. Uh, Ambrose beat Sheamus in a singles match. How long before the uh, tag team championship flips? If it happens, I I 
I'd say kind of like around the New Year, either the last Raw before the New Year or New Year. I guess the latest we would see it is the Rumble, which I, I guess would give you a reason to go. <laughs> we'll see. I actually I gotta ask this before we get too far mm-hmm. from the topic. Raw next week, Roman puts out an open challenge, and he does it, and he does it, and he does it. A New Year rolls around, he does an open challenge. If he's defending that title from now to the first week of, of January, would you want to go to the Rumble? It'd be much more likely. I'll say that. Damn, I know you well. <laughs> so nobody's going to talk about The Miz going to film the Marine Six with Shawn Michaels and Becky Lynch over here. <laughs> Shawn, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know that Gavin Stone roll went through his head. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's an A-lister now. What if him and what if him and the Miz are related in this? He's made, he's making a late push to be the the new rock. <laughs> like, oh god. And um Roman, I'm happy he won the IC title. There are people legit mad. Like there's this Good. Vi- there's this video of this guy doing a doing an Alundra Blaze with the IC title throwing Good. it in the trash. <laughs> I have to find it. You gotta send I gotta to find it. I know he posted the picture, but I don't know if the video is still up there. But wow. I'm glad Roman. I'm glad Roman won, won, and I hope he he doesn't take the Intercontinental title as a step down because whether we whether we like it or not, well, whether most people like it or not, the Miz was the guy for that title. He actually made it feel important, and I hope Roman does the same thing. But Roman, sad to say, Roman is kind of bigger than the what the Intercontinental title is, and the title he doesn't need the title. The Miz. And the IC title won the same level, level, but Miz was able to elevate that title because it, it, it seemed important because he was always constantly talking about it. I don't know how, if Roman's going to do that because he didn't do that. Yeah, with the he U always had some matches going on. T- oh, never mind. He didn't. But well, I don't know how much we're going to see Brock between now and the Rumble. Yeah. So there is a chance that if their top guy has this t- the top title that's going to be on TV, it could, be a focal it could very much elevate it as long as they don't make it meaningless, which I don't necessarily trust them not to do. And. If and again, it went through my head. I think like Raw ended, and I was like, "Geez, I was like, if they if they can play this right." And I think it was even before I, I realized that the Miz was going away. I was like, oh, "Okay, Miz will get his rematch next week or in a couple weeks." But if they could do this right, and if he can run with it for a few months, and if it could get to him and Brock, I mean, that would be great. Also, it'd be great keep Roman as far away from the Rumble match as possible. Put a important Intercontinental Championship match on during the pay-per-view and stay away from the match this year. <laughs> I, I like you, guy. I like you. I, I rooted for you in Philly. I thought it was a little weird when you came out last year at number 30. Stay out of this match. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> and um, a lot like when he was the U.S. champion, too, he's, and the problem I had with that was, and I have with this, is he's not a beatable guy. Like we said that last year, when, when he dropped, when he had the U.S. and he eventually dropped the Jericho, you got to pull out all the stops to kind of beat him. That could be a good thing, and a, it could be a curse as well. But Jericho got it done because he had help, help from Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. But Roman, he's just not that beatable champion. And I kind of have an idea I would like, and the person to hold the Intercontinental title next. I think down in a, maybe at, by the end of the year or beginning of January. Maybe Jason Jordan's healing it up, still healing it up, and becoming pathetic, or actually turns on Kurt Angle within this within the next month, and he's basically hand hand, hand given the U.S. title by the Authority. I could see that, and that wouldn't be bad. I think it's a, a good road to for them to pursue. 
because I do think there's potential for like a weaselly, whiny baby Jason Jordan. Yeah, and then and then when he does eventually eventually turn heel, a lot of people's opinions can actually turn change on him because like we said, when you're a face, you have to be perfect. When you're a heel, you can just go off of whatever. Yeah. Um, is everybody ready to move on to the women's stuff? Yeah, yeah. Sure. We had Charlotte beat Alexa in the champion versus champion match. That was a good match. I thought this was Excellent a good match. match. I really enjoyed it. Women's um, match to get bored for this. Yeah, it, it was very good. The right person won this match. There was no way you have Charlotte regain the women's championship just for her to lose a match with her title not on the line. So I was glad that they went that way. I thought this was really good. Um, do you think women's women's leaderboard? Women's match of the year board, yes, because that currently is dominated by NXT. And I think this might be the second match that I actually put on the women's match women's match of the year board. Because hmm. everything else has been all NXT for women. Interesting. I you, can't I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> um Team Raw beat Team SmackDown, led by Captain Fox. <laughs> uh I like that it, at the very least, Asuka got to kind of carry the end of the match. She overcame two people, made her look good, made her look strong. Speaking of looking strong, mm-hmm. I know some of you guys hate that was pretty enjoyable. How, how good did Tamina look? Good. I, I saw a lot of stuff on social media that was popping for her. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it, I was happy that they had her do something meaningful in that match. And I loved the face-off with her and I. And I'll be honest, I was like, oh, she's going to get pinned here. She's going to get... T- uh, counted out here, and you know she was able to last. There was one thing about that that I didn't like. Talk to me. That they went to the Samoan unaffected by headbutts stereotype. <laughs> it was like, all right, like uh, that's from the eighties. I don't. I didn't think they needed to do that, but it was good that Tamina kind of stood her ground against Nia because Nia has clearly been built as like the monster of the, she's the Braun Strowman basically of that division. Uh, she hasn't had quite the success that he's had, but they've like elevated her to that level. I didn't necessarily think the women's elimination match was all that good, but I was happy with the way that it turned out. Um, Asuka destroyed Dana Brooke on Raw. Alo, do you have any thoughts on the women's elimination match or not really? They booked Asuka the way she needed to. She had to run through everybody to actually make her look strong and get people behind her and show what Asuka actually was because she did nothing on the basically on the lead-up to Survivor Series, so this was a good showcase for Asuka. I wish she ran through more of the team, well, maybe one more person, but they did do a good job booking Asuka. And then the smart thing, you know, make her look really strong and then just put her in a squash match the next day, nothing important, you know what I mean? Yeah, she destroys Dana Brooke, callback from last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, when Dana oh, her promo hit her. Was so bad. It was bad, yeah, that's true. Um, she's nothing like she was in NXT. Like, she was starting to get entertaining, and now, like, that's all gone. Yeah, and then another thing with that is she told about, I saw your collection on the network. I'm like, yeah, you're on it. And she, <laughs> destroy, and she destroyed you. I mean, <laughs> if you guys couldn't tell, that was a lot of sarcasm there. I mean, it is good that they're calling back to last week. It's just obviously the annoying thing is when you go to the next segment, the four people from Raw that were eliminated are now vying for the championship. But the person that won the match for Raw isn't in the title conversation. Again, just if you're going to do stuff, make it make sense. Exactly. Or the one that's not like most girls. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Alexa basically cuts a promo saying Charlotte was lucky. Four women from the women's division come out claiming that they deserve a title shot. Alicia Fox's 
claim was that she's such a good captain. She deserves it. I'm going to miss Captain Fox. Me too. I hope it doesn't go away. I missed the hat already. Yeah, I do too. Um, stand up angle makes a fatal four-way match to decide the next challenger. It gets interrupted by Paige, who has made her return, who was then ultimately joined by Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Sheesh. And they take everybody out. And I wanted Mandy to take me out. <laughs> and now there are three new women on the Raw roster. Um, same thing basically happened on SmackDown, where... Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan showed up. My girl Liv. They took out basically everybody on the SmackDown roster. Now that's just, now women's uh, no knock to the women's. It's just on SmackDown except for when Ellsworth was there with Carmella. I didn't necessarily care about a lot going on. Now with my girl Liv there, there's going to be something I won't yeah, be fast forwarding. Is there anyone left in the NXT mm-hmm. women's division? Like, do they have a champion and no one else? It, it, I think it's what mm-hmm. Ember Moon. Nikki Cross and the May Young, uh, the classic, iconic, the duo. iconic duo. Is that who else? Who else? That's about it. It's like everybody is Kyrie now Sane. on the main roster. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. I guess it's a good idea that's though five. because they they cleared space for whoever they want to sign from the May Young Classic. Uh, what do you guys think about these call ups in the women's division? Is it overly cluttered? Did they need it? It's not overly cluttered because in in the dream hopes that in January we will get a, a women's bat, uh, Royal Rumble. Um, obviously, they probably won't go with the thirty. Um, competitors, if they go with 20 or 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they go to 25, they could even still call more people up from NXT as right. a surprise. Yeah. Um, they can I, get close to 30. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Um, it is good. Again, the thing that doesn't make sense, I get it. You know, bring three people, prop three people, but it was almost a mirror image. You know, you get the gothic girl, you get a bombshell, mm-hmm. and then you get the, you know, the badass. And then each each show had that. I do like that it came out a little different. One then it's it wasn't like uh, at least the cool thing with Raw pages established. So you got someone coming back. Everyone popped for that. You, you, you know we've been clamoring for it for a few weeks, expecting Paige, and you didn't expect Sonya and Mandy to come right out. And then Ruby Riot coming up to Naomi in the back. That was awesome. Uh, very enjoyable. I, Alexa Bliss. With them in the back afterwards, yeah, that back. actually may have been the best part of them all. Yeah, thinking she's gonna like join join forces with them. <laughs> oh, I I wanted so bad. Just would have been a, such a good uh, touch. She goes, "Nice to meet you." There's an awkward silence. She's like, "I said nice to meet you." I wanted so bad after they got done crushing her for them to be like, "Nice to meet you." <laughs> but again, a little nitpick. Yeah, that is, it is a little nitpick, Alo. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the call-ups. I just think that the pairings are kind of bizarre. More for the SmackDown SmackDown with Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan with Ruby Rubey, right? Love her. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I just felt like it didn't fit, and like like, and I can't really put that on SmackDown. It's kind of like with the NXT because Sarah Logan, she has been in NXT, but she hasn't been a constantly focal point on NXT TV, so you don't know what she is. And I've never seen her win a match. I know my girl Liv doesn't win a lot of matches, but at least she's been in storylines. Yeah, yeah, like Sarah yeah, Logan, I was like, I've seen her like twice. <laughs> yeah, like Liv, like Liv on SmackDown, It like as a heel, it's like, huh? Ruby Riot, she's been a focal point on NXT for the most part. She's been in high-quality matches, so you, so if you watch NXT TV on a weekly basis, you know her, so I'm fine with her. The whole, On Raw... Page, I was hoping, like me and Prep, hoping it was for um, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, because 
I believe, like if Emma was still here, she'd been perfect with them. But Sonya Deville, she's like a legit MMA fighting background. So I'm like, okay, I could buy her. But Mandy Rose, she hasn't been on NXT TV in a long time. But I, I, she's not bad in a ring. She's pretty decent from, from what I've seen. I've seen her on TV. You've seen her at the live events. So she's not actually bad. She's the... The pairing was just odd, especially with Paige. At least like, it's good that she's on Raw because Corey, yeah, Corey Graves, Graves is going to put her over and over and over. She was, on, she was on Eva Marie level for him. Yeah. In yes. NXT. So, th- so I'm going It immediately made me miss Eva Marie. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say, she is not on Eva Marie level for me. <laughs> what looks wise? Not even close. Really? Yeah. I'm just not a fan of her. Of who? Mandy Rose. Doesn't do it for me. I'm taking you to Valentina's eye doctor. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. You get to, I got 2015 vision. <laughs> these, these eyes are work wonderfully. Well, I'm three years ahead. I got 2020 <laughs> when it comes to her. Yeah, Ron, we don't we don't disagree on much, but I'm sorry. But <laughs> it, but I I did like the way they portrayed her, like portray her, portray Manny Rose, because we said we don't know much about her. But even backstage when they met Alexa, they were all business. She gave like Alexa this death stare. It's like it's nice to meet you, and they just took her out, and they like like legit made her look relevant as a threat. I did like that, and I am so glad to see Paige back. I popped so hard when I heard Stars in the night. I couldn't. I was so happy. She looked great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's back. She went through so much. She. Well, what, what, um, the celeb with Celeb Gate dealing with Del Rio with the neck surgery and the suspensions and to come back and actually be a focal point on television is going to be is great for her. So I'm glad to see her back, uh, and I'm interested to see where they go because I'm sure they're going to throw these women in six women tags for the for the next month. Throughout, like you probably get build up matches and then you'll get a culmination of a six man tag going into the end of, end of December. But I'm excited to see where they're going to go. And like Eric said, we are rumored to get that women's Royal Rumble, and they're almost. They almost have thirty. You can you can throw in a couple surprises. In yeah, the I mean they do that, and, can, and they've done that in the Rumble for how long? Like they could definitely do that. They do it in every one. They're at least at between both shows twenty four right now, right? And, and, I, I would they, think they're at least over twenty. And not not just that, they could always do. And because in a Rumble match, you don't really need to do much. If you're gonna do a Rumble, do it. They always do do a couple callbacks. I mean, Trish or Lita could get a a two minute spot. And that way yeah. you don't that way you don't got to take too much people from NXT and then send them right back. Right. Yeah. There there's plenty of things they could do to get that thing to thirty if they really wanted it to. Yeah. And the only problem that you're going to have to worry about is after this whole Women's Royal Rumble thing is over, that's when it's going to get cluttered and ridiculous. I, and I when, still can't believe his opinion on Mandy. Uh, I, I can't believe it either. I've I've said that before. <coughs> you, got, you guys must have just not wanted to hear it. I, I, yeah. I definitely tuned in. <laughs> no, I, I know you seen. I know you seen. You said Stacey Keebler. I never heard you say Mandy Rose. Yeah. Nah. Hmm. Nope. But the only time it's gonna get cluttered in this division is after they, after they're done doing whatever they plan on doing because that's when people get relegated to superstars and mm-hmm. main event, and we like okay where 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 are they? But I'm sure we probably won't even care. The, no, I agree. I I'm I, I'm a little worried about that, but obviously I, I it know just you guys started. I know you guys will cringe in this, and as if they're gonna do it because there's already women chattering on social media about it. If there's ever a time to do, now hear me out. If there's ever a time to do women's tag titles, this is when it would make sense if you have the depth on the roster. The negative thing here is I would only want to see it on Raw because at least they have the three hours. Is that enough time? (laughs) You would think, but I don't. SmackDown doesn't need any more belts. Or like they – no, no. Two hours – 
if anything, I think if they're going to add more people, say if the Rumble, if they do call up two more people, put them on Raw and just leave them there. SmackDown won't need any more women. They definitely don't need any more at all. Um, I want to say something about the match at Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. We talked about last week about (laughs) just the size difference between Charlotte and Alexa, how fun it would be to see see how that played out. Alexa was just as tall, if not taller, in that match. She carried herself as a heel and lived up to everything we thought she would. She was just as big as Charlotte in that match on Sunday night. Yeah, it's one of the things that I like most about her. She's known for being so tiny, but she carries herself in a way where you almost don't notice it unless you're looking for it, and that's something that Shawn Michaels did. Mm -hmm. He was so much smaller than everybody, but like you... You believed he belonged in there with with the much bigger guys. Yeah, and the ring, her ring work with Charlotte was fantastic. Her playing, her heel role, carrying a lot of the match was great. I really did like this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. Uh, any thoughts on the Bludgeon Brothers, who quote unquote debuted Harper and Rowan? Yes. No, no Luke, no Ron, no um, whatever his name is. Eric. Was Eric Luke Rowan. was Luke wearing uh, Jeff Hardy's ring gear? Looks like it. <laughs> he was wearing the arm sleeve, the tank top, tucked in. It, their like, their entrance gear looks like uh, broken Matt's uh, pants. <laughs> yeah, very Hardy influenced. Uh, how long before they get neutered? Bunch of marks. Two weeks. Two <laughs> that fast? Yeah. Well, rumor has it that you know when they uh, debuted the gear. On house shows, they did two house shows with it, and then they went back to Luke Harper's old theme music, and they came out in the the Wyatt gear. But obviously, they're moving forward with it now. Yeah, I, I'm glad they didn't do any Wyatt stuff because they don't need to go down that road. My question is, when it's over and they drop the gimmick, do they get their first names back? I don't know. Well, yeah, if they, when this when this runs its course, I think he's Luke Harper and another one's Eric Rowan yeah. again. Like I said a few weeks ago, I just want Brazongo trying to pick the hammers up like his millionaire. That's, it. That's <laughs> yeah, all I want. That'd be awesome. Well, we're getting a jigsaw edition of Fashion Files next week. I'm excited for that. So we'll see. I'm one hopefully. of the only ten people in the world that like the Saw movies. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Um, we didn't have any questions this week, correct? Nope. I need Tyler Breeze on the little uh, b- b- tricycle. Somebody, I saw something on Twitter today. Somebody asked Tyler Breeze, are the trunks permanent? Was he wearing trunks on mm-hmm. Tuesday night? I didn't Lumber notice that at all. He had trunks on. Did, mm. did he do that for uh, the... I didn't watch the kickoff, so I don't know. But I, I think as a lumberjack, he came out with trunks. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Um, what was his response? He didn't respond. I just saw somebody retweeted it. Um, he, at least he hadn't, he hadn't responded to it when I saw it. Um, so I made a mistake last week. I said the Cleveland Cavaliers are in town on Saturday. No NXT talk? You didn't see Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't seen the Oh, my, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I haven't had time. Um, what do you mean? Oh, my God. I don't know. We watched enough wrestling this week. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying. You, gosh, you need to go home and see what you're missing. I will definitely have well, seen it by listen, the time we do the show next I had week. my best friend in prep climaxing the majority of House of Hardcore cards. <gasps> just spoiler. <gasps> <laughs> prep. Prep had to leave and get an inhaler at one point. <laughs> he was fanning himself off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to see it yet. The, uh, the only result that I know was that Ember Moon is the new women's champion. Um, I will see it by the time we do this show next week. Um, it was that good, though? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've watched everything up to the, the War Games match, and I've 
I watch it in two different segments, and I get exhausted by each time. Just I'm starting it late at night, and I want to give that main event its attention because there's obviously going to be a lot going on. Yeah. Did, was the War Games match itself really good? Yes. <laughs> it, it, when it officially started, yes. The, the, yeah. the NXT uh, championship match was really good as well. I, I'm going to say this. Velveteen Dream. And I will say this. I have been in on Patrick Clark since Tough Enough was on. I am thrilled that that is working. I'll argue that was the match of the night. Really? It, it um, it's working. Like, you you see her on social media. I'm sure you've seen he's over. You will pop when you are. <laughs> you will. <laughs> unless you've seen pictures. Unless you've seen pictures. You'll freaking lose. I haven't seen anything. You'll lose. Oh, good. You'll, you'll lose it. You'll, you'll love them. I don't know who won. I don't know who lost. I don't know anything you'll, that happened. You'll lose it. I'm Just calling this now. Raw after Mania or SmackDown after Mania, Patrick Clarkson called up. Vince is going to love him. Good. That makes me really happy. I, I can't argue he could that. Be, he could be the kind of modern-day gold dust. But I'm not sure if Vince will let him get away with some of the stuff he does in NXT. Right. Border the line, all respect to Dustin Rhodes, but... For a modern day, you'd be surprised with how good it is. <laughs> I, I've seen it on NXT. I saw a segment he had with Aleister Black, like, I don't know, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. Uh, that uh, was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, maybe, I'll, maybe you guys just made me want to watch it when I get home tonight. So we said earlier how Brock versus AJ, you already <laughs> knew AJ didn't have a chance. So for me personally, I couldn't give that match what it deserved. I'm watching this match knowing I'm going to expect something great, and I got it. <laughs> I've, I've been beating a dead horse when I'm saying this on the show this week. Alistair Black in Velveteen Dream, match your candidate. War wow. Games, match your candidate. Wow, that's awesome. Again, I can't <laughs> argue with it. I, I, love, I love how the championship match ended. That match was great, too. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on with it, whether there, there could have been a shoot injury. Um, you know, fluke mistake, um, and the one who sustained it did a great job and held it. I'm just not giving you a spoiler on it, um, but great. Uh, both matches great. Both matches, the NXT Championship match and Velveteen and Aleister Black, that those are both arguably in there for match of the year candidate. Interesting. Well, yeah, I will have seen it. Can we? So should we make a deal right now? We talk about this on the show next week. Yes. I won't complain. All right. Because I would love to watch it again. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so LeBron has a game, I believe, in Miami or Charlotte on Friday night. Then he has nothing to do on Saturday and nothing to do on Sunday before he plays right here in the Wells Fargo Center in the city of brotherly love. That's two days. you got a full weekend, a full holiday weekend. I will make myself available. LeBron, you have two days off. If you want to not think too much about the house of horrors that Joel Embiid will be in the paint or what it will be like to face against Ben Simmons, who a lot of people are comparing him to a young LeBron, Matt Madness unsanctioned, the throne is waiting, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, LeBron, we'd love to have you. You're in town in three days. I have two days free. You have two days free. Let's make it happen. Alo. Yes, LeBron, you made a couple comments. Of, well, first... Even as a Lakers fan, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, so I have a sad love for the Knicks, unfortunately. That is sad. Yeah, it very is. So bad. But um, <laughs> b- better better now. I have, there's some hope. <laughs> but you made some comments about Phil Jackson, the executive. 
saying how the, how the Knicks should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. over Frank Nielakina, which I wholeheartedly agree with. So, unlike Phil Jackson, don't make the wrong decision and go somewhere else. Come to Matt Madness and embrace the madness. <laughs> we have a th- the throne's waiting for you. It's not going anywhere. Like I said, Ron said you'll be you'll be close by. You're in town. Wells Fargo Center's not far away. And come come give us thanks and give back to your Cleveland Cavaliers teammates by giving them Matt Madness gift from whatamaneuver.net. <laughs> or if they don't want that, they can go to kyleandelbaugh.com, use promo code MattMadness for 10% off the order. Or if you want to give a Chris, early Christmas gift, go to russellcrate.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off the order. So you're saying LeBron should take his talents to Matt Madness. Yes. <laughs> and for the record, to any one of our listeners that have shopped at Collar and Elbow, we did see good friend of the show, Al Snow, at um, Icons. We actually wish him happy birthday. Um, sang to him, mm-hmm. but he did want to confirm and thank us for mentioning that is the only active <laughs> yes. promo code. It's the only uh, way to get that discount. Yes, he tried setting up a one for House of Hardcore, but it's not working. Mad Man is still the only default promo code. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, and thank you, Val. Shout out to Val Venus. Yes. Uh, there are some people who, in real time right now, don't know what we're talking about. By the time you hear this, you will know what we're talking <laughs> about. Um, so that's the show for this week. We will discuss NXT TakeOver War Games next week. Um, for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we know him as Balo. The lady, or we know him as Alo. The ladies know him as Balo, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.